The events you're about to see are rated S for. Scared your pants off. I don't want to die in my underwear. Here, die in mine. Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Max. Ah, uh, Max. So good to have you again. <laughs> yeah, Max. yeah. It's, we it's we enjoyed your intense debate on uh, Vacant Lot versus Dark Dragon. Yeah, I'm undefeated. Yeah, wow. <laughs> undefeated versus. Who's next? Yeah. Well, that was good. Um, this is our continuing of Podtober. Yes. And as we like to do... Uh, we want to ask you about your feelings on Halloween and maybe a favorite costume that you had as a kid. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no more uh, nostalgic uh, time of the year than mm. Halloween, I think, because you think about trick-or-treating. Um, I used to always make my own costumes, so they weren't always the oh. best. Um, one year I wore all white, and then I had this white paint, and I put it into my hair, and I was just a all-white person. Mm. Uh you're already a white person. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 but like a ghost, I yeah. guess, yeah. Um, yeah. One time I took all the belts uh, in my mother's uh, and father's closet and put those around me, and I was belt man. <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. yeah. And then in college, uh, my friend Joey, his dad had given him two, uh, like a onesie, yeah, uh. so... He had two of them, so I would just take one of those, and he'd wear one, and we would just go out in onesies, and that was our costume, so. Never, nice. I never really dressed up as anything specific, just hmm. kind of. That's interesting. I, I think you're the first person that has done that. I mean, that has been on the podcast. That, yeah, just like, whatever. Yeah. It was just something kind of made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just made it up, and I mean, you're getting candy, so. Yeah, Very creative. <laughs> Thank uh, you. So you like the... Halloween season. Oh yeah, you always yeah. have. Um, I, yeah, I mean, just the change of season. I mean, especially being here mm-hmm. in Ohio, you get the uh, that change from summer to fall. And I you mean, like... a lot of people get a little sad, and I do as well. But I really enjoy it, you know, because mm-hmm. music plays a big mm-hmm. role in my life, and I always am listening to you know tunes and mm-hmm. getting into the mood. Okay, mm-hmm. you like fall? Is it your favorite holiday? Season. Um, season. Or, I mean, season. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess so. I would say so, yeah. Chris Bear. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I Those don't Those leaves. Think Beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially, like, when you have a lot of rain in the summer, mm-hmm. um, that makes the leaves more vibrant in fall. So I always wish for rain mm. in, uh, in, in the summer. So, I yeah, I love fall. Well, I like those leaves, but a lot of people love fall I'm very surprised that that seems to be the favorite <laughs> yeah. season and uh, uh, before I forget I did get married in October so wow. um, nice. mm. you know that'll be with me yeah. forever cool are you guys still married after that uh, heated debate <laughs> uh, I, we're working through it yeah <laughs> so what are we here talking about today well this is episode 80 mm. 
it's another write an episode where we'll all be writing our own version of this time any show. Yeah. Mm. But it's got to be Halloween themed. That's right. It's just yeah. a Halloween theme. This is our fourth. We've done uh, Keenan and Kel. Uh, we did Salute Your Shorts, and we did Rocco. Yeah. But, uh, this will be an interesting one. Yeah, so we don't, I don't know what you guys picked, mm-hmm. so I'll be uh, happy to know. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> is it, I'm eager to find out. Is it hard to get people to do this? Because I know you guys kind of like uh, pushed me into doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I pushed you, but... No. Uh, it is our hardest recruit <laughs> yeah, to yeah, have yeah, someone sure. do right an episode, because it is, it's It's a the task. most work, it's a task, I think, of any. Yes. So we appreciate your presence here, Max. Oh, yeah. and oh, we look stuff. forward to um, your originality. You've been bragging all day that it's the best story we'll ever hear. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah. Do you want to kick it off, Andrew? Sure. All I right. can do that. Sure. This one is called Murder Most Ernst. Murder. Oh. <laughs> so Halloween has become a surprise draw at the Bar None. And Mr. Ernst has arranged for the summer crew to come in for a weekend to help set up for Eerie Ernst's first annual blood-curdling bar on Halloween bash. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a mouthful. He had, a tr- he had trouble coming up with the name, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Ernst meets the kids in the lodge, covered in pumpkin guts, and explains he was just working on his jack-o'-lantern. His famous jack-o'-lantern, mm. excuse me. Um... He puts Brad and Melody in charge of decorating the ranch's interior, and Danny and Ted are tasked with the outside. Brad says she hasn't seen Buddy or Jake since she got there, and asks Mr. Ernst where they are. Hold on one second. What? You got Ted and Jake? Yep. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that Ted comes back. Oh. So, but I didn't include... uh, Kyle? Yes, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know much about Kyle, so... Yeah, okay. He's not there. Um... So Brad says she hasn't seen Buddy or Jake since she got there and asks Mr. Ernst where they are. Oh, they're tied up around here somewhere, Mr. Ernst tells them. Just then a zombie walks into the room and startles everyone, and it turns out to be Jake trying out his costume. Mm. And then, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah, they, they do that little, um, they do an intro before they yeah. get to that theme song. Yeah. And boy, do they get to that theme song. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get back... Brad and Melody are busy setting up the counter with fake bugs and scary music when Mr. Ernst comes down the stairs dragging a heavy trash bag. They ask him what's in the bag, and he tells them it's some decorations for the party. As he's dragging the bag out the door, he complains that he pulled a muscle in his back, but when Brad and Melody offer to help, he insists that they keep decorating the lobby. Classic Ernst. (laughs) He's pulled a muscle. Outside, Danny and Ted are covering the stables and cacti with fake spider webs, and Ted gets himself tangled in them. Mr. Ernst comes out dragging his bag and gets startled when he mistakes Ted for a mummy. (laughs) Danny and Ted also offer to help Mr. Ernst with his bag, but he assures them that he can handle it. The kids meet up in the lobby after work, dirty and dead tired, and they commiserate about the difficult day. Brad says she still hasn't seen Buddy and asks Jake if he knows where he is. Come to think of it, Jake says, I haven't seen him since before you guys got here. Does anybody else think Mr. Ernst has been acting a little strange? I mean, more than usual, Danny asks. (laughs) We haven't seen him all day, and there's still a lot to do. Worried about Mr. Ernst's ability to put on a good party, they all decide to go looking for him. They find him outside, behind the stables, digging and muttering to himself, and they decide to eavesdrop. 
Come on, Ben, Mr. Ernst tells himself. <laughs> Keep it together. This isn't a complete catastrophe. <laughs> and then he falls to his knees and starts sobbing. The next morning, all the kids are gathered in the lodge debating about whether Mr. Ernst could have really killed Buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is dark. <laughs> it all adds up, Ted says. The trash bag, the grave, and Buddy is still missing. What other explanation could there be? Lucy overhears them and assures them that they're crazy, but she admits she hasn't seen Buddy lately either. She takes the kids to confront Mr. Ernst, but they can't find him anywhere. As they're looking, they overhear something from behind the stables, and they run to check it out. They find Mr. Ernst sitting in front of an indistinct mound, weeping and pounding his fists on his knees. Oh no, it's true, Melody wails. Startled, Mr. Ernst turns toward them, holding up a big knife. I knew it, Ted declares triumphantly. So this is why you call your... <laughs> so this is why they call you Killer Ernst, Jake says. <laughs> yes. You killed your own son, Brad cries. I did, Mr. Ernst asks, puzzled. <laughs> he did, someone says from behind them. They turn to find Buddy dragging a cart stacked with pumpkins. The kids approach Mr. Ernst and discover a hole filled with mangled pumpkin pieces. Mm. Mm. Mr. Ernst explains that he's been trying to make a good jack-o'-lantern, but they keep turning out terrible, <laughs> and he didn't want anybody to find out. <laughs> I've been lugging this cart down to the Circle J for pumpkins all weekend, Buddy says. Hmm. That night at the party, everyone is having a good time, and even though the ranch is decorated with disfigured pumpkins, I can't believe we actually thought Mr. <laughs> Ernst killed you, Brad tells Buddy. They look over at Mr. Ernst and see him in an even more ridiculous-than-usual cowboy outfit, gyrating clumsily but happily on the dance floor, <laughs> alongside the many costumed guests. Very and good. Wow. Yeah. So what was that I called again? That was called Murder Most Ernst. Murder Most Ernst. Very nice. <laughs> Following in theme with our Ernst. Yes. Uh, we've done Cowboy this year, Killer, and in about a month we'll be doing Magnum Ernst. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I like it. I like the imagery of um, his mangled pumpkins being out. Yeah, I was kind of happy with that. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, at first, this was going to be a um, murder mystery and then I discovered that there already is a murder mystery episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Wow. So uh, with Ernst it. at the center of it? Uh, actually, it's opposite. Like the kids thing, or Ernst thinks the kids killed somebody or are talking about somebody yeah. being killed. Gotcha. Um, oh, I liked it. And this was one show that didn't have like a formal Halloween episode, so yeah. I just decided to go with it. That yeah. was really good. Thank that you. Good. Wow. I liked it. Thanks. Awesome. Nice. What do you have for us today, Max? Oh, man. Okay. So, I am going to talk about an episode called uh, The Night of the Creepy Krabby Patty. Uh, <laughs> creepy with a K. Very good. So, we're talking SpongeBob SquarePants, uh. yeah. So, uh, it's a little longer of a story, so I'll uh, read no through problem. this here. Okay, so... Put on your jammers, get that <laughs> yeah. fire going. <laughs> um, so, we start off, Squidward wakes up in his cap and gown, looking like Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. He yawns and looks at his alarm clock. It's October 31st. He rolls his eyes, gets out of bed, and hears a noise in the distance. He walks to the window and looks outside. He looks outside, and Patrick and SpongeBob are taking turns shouting at one another. Patrick yells trick, and SpongeBob gives him a wedgie. SpongeBob yells treat, and Patrick shoves candy in his mouth. Patrick yells treat, and SpongeBob shoves candy in his mouth. SpongeBob yells trick, and Patrick gives him a wedgie. This continues on and on. 
Squidward's watching and receives a phone call. He picks up the phone and it's Mr. Krabs. Krabs tells Squidward to get to the Krusty Krab immediately to prepare for the biggest flash sale of the year, the Creepy Krabby Patty Extravaganza. Squidward is upset. Walking out the door, he picks up his clarinet and plays a familiar tune. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, he walks out the door and walks down the driveway, passing SpongeBob and Patrick while they're still yelling trick or treat at one another. They, st- they stop him and ask if he's going to the Bikini Bottom Halloween Festival that evening. He scoffs and continues on his way to the Krusty Krab. We cut scene and Squidward is unlocking the door on- of the Krusty Krab and heads inside. SpongeBob is already at the register and says, Hey, a Squidward. Squidward is about to question how he got there so quickly, but is interrupted by Mr. Krabs barreling through the front door with his familiar cackle. In my office, boys. In the office, Mr. Krabs says, Happy Halloween, and hands him a plastic Krabby Patty ring. Both SpongeBob and Squidward are underwhelmed. Mr. Krabs says, I have some special creepy Krabby Patties for the occasion. We will double the price and double the profits. I want you boys pushing these all day. Follow me, and I'll show you where I have them stashed away. They follow Mr. Krabs out of his office and head into the kitchen. The camera zooms out, zooms out again, and we see Plankton has been listening in with his telescope and a listening device. Plankton turns to his robot lover and says, He will steal the creepy crabby patties and sell them at the Bikini Bottom Halloween Festival. We cut back to Mr. Krabs walking SpongeBob and Squidward to the location of the special burgers. They walk through the kitchen into a room full of storage. Walk through that room, open a door, and it's another room full of storage, but it's all frozen. (laughs) They walk through that room, open another door, and walk into a room full of spoiled and smelly storage. (laughs) Take the stairs down through that room and find burgers that are decaying and covered in spiders. Here they are, my lads, he says. (laughs) SpongeBob and Squidward question the uh, edibility of the burgers and whether they should really be selling them. Krabs assures them that they are not expired and the Krabby Patties have a 20-year shelf life. The Krusty Krab opens and customers start flowing in. The first customer comes and orders a Krabby Patty, but Squidward has let him know that they are only selling creepy Krabby Patties since today is Halloween. After the customer sees that the uh, price is doubled, he says he will go somewhere else for lunch. Krabs overhears the customer and starts sweating profusely. He looks back at his desk and sees a pile of the plastic rings that he had given SpongeBob and Squidward earlier. He puts one one of the rings in a bag and runs it over to the customer and screams that every creepy Krabby Patty sold comes with a Halloween treat. Hmm. The customer's eyes light up and says, oh, wow, I'll take two. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, all right. uh, (laughs) The customer opens up the bag and says, hey, wait. And before he can finish his sentence, Krabs is escorting him out the door and says, Thank you for your business. <laughs> business is booming, and Krabs is raking it in, doubling the profits, selling these old Krabby Patties. After the lunchtime rush, SpongeBob decides to have himself two creepy Krabby Patties for lunch, while Squidward has a boring sound. SpongeBob can't believe how good the burgers are and decides to have one more. He walks into Krabs' office and lets him to let him know how good the burgers were, and he sees Krabs is hunched over next to a pile of money and moving his arms back and forth. He looks over at SpongeBob and says that he is so happy he likes the creepy, crabby patties, sweat beating off of his brow. (laughs) SpongeBob notices uh, the worry in Krabs' eyes and moves closer. He notices that Krabs 
was blacking out the expiration date of these patties. 1981. <laughs> SpongeBob screams, Mr. Krabs, how could? And before he could say you, his tummy starts grumbling. He runs to the bathroom sick. Krabs runs to the kitchen with the expired patties and sets them down ready to be cooked. Expiration date censored. <laughs> we zoom out and we see that Plankton has been watching all of this. SpongeBob's lunch break is over, and instead of him coming out of the bathroom to hop onto the grill, he walks through the front door. He looks unlike he usually does. He looks like a robot. This is because the SpongeBob that walked through the front door is a robot that Plankton built to infiltrate the Krusty Krab <laughs> and steal the Krabby Patties. Uh, while Plankton is the eyes of this robot, he locates the creepy Krabby Patties and stacks them in the corner of the kitchen close to the drain. The, the robot opens up from the torso and starts shoveling in the expired patties into his body. The SpongeBob robot stands over the drain. A tube comes out of his rear end and covers it. <laughs> a vacuum that Plankton built sucks the patties from the Krusty Krab to the chum bucket using the water pipes beneath the ground. <laughs> After all the creepy Krabby Patties have been stolen, Robot SpongeBob walks out the door. As he leaves, a disheveled SpongeBob walks out of the bathroom and passes him and says thank you for visiting the Krusty Krab. SpongeBob realizes that he has been gone long and that all the patties have been sold. He is so happy and praises Squidward and says, Thank you. Squidward shrugs and says, Thank, Thanks, I guess. The Bikini Bottom Halloween Festival is about to get underway, so Krabs counts his money and they all head out without knowing that their inventory, inventory had been stolen and not sold. Krabs heads home to give out candy to the kids and recount his money. Squidward goes home to take a bubble bath and play clarinet. SpongeBob goes home to change into his costume for the Bikini Bottom Halloween Festival. Cutscene, we see Krabs at his home in the shower and laughing about the money he had made through selling those spoiled Krabby Patties. The camera zooms out again and Plankton sees that he is home and away from the festival. Plankton turns from turns from his telescope and sends out his Mr. Krabs robot that has a belly full of the creepy crabby patties that he had stolen to sell at the Halloween festival. We cut to the festival and a band is playing some spooky Halloween tunes. Larry the Lobster is on drums, the Flying Dutchman on bass, and Sandy Cheeks on guitar and vocals. <laughs> nice. Everyone is having a great time. We're panning through the audience. We see some patrons that are looking a little ill. They all have the crusty crabby uh, I'm sorry, the Krusty Krab plastic ring on. <laughs> they ate those burgers. <laughs> Plankton's Mr. Krabs robot is selling the creepy Krabby Patties hand over fist. People can't get enough of them. Everyone is enjoying the festivities and the burgers. And then SpongeBob shows up. He sees that the burgers are being sold and feels convicted since he had been through the ringer after consuming one of these creepy burgers. He runs to the stage and grabs the mic. He lets the audience know that burgers are beyond spoiled and that they sh they will make you sick. Sandy asks SpongeBob how he knows that the burgers will do this. He screams, I sold them all day and Mr. Krabs made me. The Flying Dutchman tells the entire crowd to hop onto his ghost ship. The ship arrives and they all get in to go and capture Mr. Krabs, who they think is at the stand selling the burgers. Plankton has his Krabs robot run back to the chum bucket so he can get all the money he made selling the creepy Krabby patties. The entire festival chases after on the Flying Dutchman's ghost boat. The robot speeds down the street and takes a sharp turn, flying past Mr. Krabs' house. 
the boat unloads its passengers on the front lawn of Mr. Krabs since they thought he went to Mr. Krabs' home. We hear shouting mixed with puking, torches going up, and the town is an uproar. Mr. Krabs comes to the window on the second story of his home to see what's going on. The Dutchman advocates for the people of Bikini Bottom and tells Krabs to reimburse every single person. Krabs looks back into his home and looks at a chest full of money and says that there is a strict no-refund policy. <laughs> SpongeBob pops out from the crowd and begs Mr. Krabs to do the right thing. Krabs listens, his eyes watering. He looks at SpongeBob and says, Good night and happy Halloween, and shuts the window and turns off all the lights. The town is sitting there baffled and angry. We pan down from Mr. Krabs to the front door, and Pearl emerges, dressed as a cheerleader, holding a chest. <laughs> Is this what you guys are looking for? She throws all the money out into the crowd, and we hear cheering along with vomiting and farting. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the next scene. It's Plankton opening up the front door of the chum bucket and letting the robot crabs inside. He laughs a hellacious laugh and opens up his the uh, stomach of the robot crabs to see all the money that he earned. Unfortunately, everyone who attended the Bikini Bottom Halloween Festival got a ticket for a free creepy crabby patty, and his stomach was filled with vouchers. <laughs> Plankton screams. We pan out of the interior of the chum bucket and back to the home of Squidward. SpongeBob and Patrick are ringing the doorbell. Squidward ferociously, furiously walks to the front door and asks, Do you know what time it is? Patrick yells, Trick. No, I'm sorry. Patrick yells, Treat. SpongeBob yells, Trick. And they both give Squidward a big wedgie. <laughs> Man, that was so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. No. I really enjoyed it. That's a full-length SpongeBob. I like yeah. it. I know. Yeah, I yeah. know. It was the entire yeah. thing. That was really good. It felt big. I like the uh, crowds in SpongeBob in particular. Like whenever they have a crowd for yes. something, that's Angry always Mom. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really. Like, there was a point where um, somebody was sweating, Squidward, maybe. Yeah. Um, that I thought of, like, that one of those close-ups. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really liked like that. Like a Ren and Stimpy, almost, yes. like, graphic yeah. close-up. Um, yeah. So and I like sweet. and I like the visual of um, it going, like, underground to the oh, chum yeah, bucket. The chum bucket. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could kind of visualize that yeah. plankton setting that up. And the use of every character was pretty well. Yeah. I mean, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I just thought, uh, like... Every one, every time that a character came up, I thought, "Oh, I wonder if he's gonna act like that character," and yeah. he did. I mean, I especially like Mr. Krabs with the um, not giving a refund. I uh, like that a nice little touch. Yes. So, like, what five out of five Krabs stars? <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, it was missing Gary. <laughs> oh, Gary! Yeah, Gary never came up, and I, I really didn't use Patrick until the very opening yeah. scene in the end. That's true. So. Oh, that's mm. true. I think that's maybe impressive though to not lean on Patrick, especially. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, and I did like their little trick and treat routine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's funny. Thank Very you. solid. If I had to, <laughs> if I, <laughs> now you have to give a crib start. Right? man. <laughs> if I had to come up with one criticism, I was gonna say um, it was the tickets. I know. I could have used that coming up a little bit earlier. Just a mention. Just a little mention and of it. Just the to, voucher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought about that at midnight, and I was like, should I open up the computer? Or no, just no. Go to sleep. <laughs> but I'd like... I went to sleep. <laughs> I liked the whole, the use of the tickets, and I liked that it was tickets in there. Um, I thought that was a good ending and everything. Um, yeah. Just could have used one small mention 
earlier on, so I was like, oh, the tickets. <laughs> yes, of right, course. Right. <laughs> it was uh, good. But well, it was really good. Well done for your first writing good. episode. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Super <laughs> detailed. You put heart into it. It was descriptive. <laughs> oh, the yeah. characters were there. Kudos, Max. Yeah, it was really good. Thank yeah. you, guys. Um, well, I'll finish it out here. I suspected this could happen, and it did. I also did Hey Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? I kind of wow. thought that could And I was out. okay with it, I was because uh, it's been such an Ernst yeah. type of year. Um, <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, I just want to do it. You know, so I, I went for it. So uh, I'm it's also weird. doing Hey Dude. Uh, this episode, in tradition, as you kind of did there, is called Ghost Ernst. Um, so, <laughs> so here we go, here we go folks. <laughs> Mr. Ernst is extremely tired. We see him on a chair hanging fake cobwebs in the visitor mm. center lodge. We see him uh, keep nodding off. He's very tired. Uh, he keeps waking up and hanging more cobwebs. Uh, we see a banner in the lodge that says, Scare some at the bar none. Uh, the lodge is clearly decorated for Halloween with Ernst putting the finishing touches on. We see him doze off again, nearly falling off the chair. His head falling into the cobwebs, his body going limp. Two guests walk by in the lodge, staring at Mr. Ernst. The wife says to the husband, Wow, it's so lifelike. They really go all out here. Uh, we zoom in on Ernst snoring loudly into the cobwebs as it fades to Hey Dude. <laughs> uh, we come back from the theme song. The episode starts with Jake telling the myth of the missing bar nunners. Jake. It's a Jake. Just noting. It's a J- no Just Ted. <laughs> no Ted, no Kyle. It's a Jake. Wow. Um, yeah. So he's telling the myth of the missing bar nunners. All the kids, plus a few guests, are around listening. Jake says, Legend has it that some, someone has disappeared from the bar nun every 20 years on Halloween since 1890. In fact, it's the very reason there's been so much turnover in ownership. <laughs> The kids get nervous. Buddy asks, have they found the missing guests? Jake says, there are reports of them stalking the grounds of the bar nun on Halloween. You just have to listen for the sound of the howling wolf. Danny jumps in, saying the story is nonsense and that they still have a ton of work to do. Right, Mr. E? The kids look over and Mr. Ernst is asleep on the couch. They shake him awake. Startled, Mr. Ernst asks what he's missed. The kids laugh and they say nothing. Melody says, Mr. Ernst, maybe you should take a break. You've been breaking your back trying to get ready for the scaresome at the bar none. No, no, he says. Still lots of work to do for tomorrow night. As people are... We, we cut to the front counter. As people are checking in for the festivities, Brad laughs at Jake, telling him she can't believe Buddy and Melody bought his story. Jake says, laugh all you want, but it's true. Tomorrow night, at the howling of the wolf, someone will become the new ghost of the bar none. Brad rolls her eyes. We see a group of guests walk in to check in. We cut to Mr. Ernst walking around outside. He's yelling some instructions on how to hang the blanket ghost from the wooden poles. He looks tired, but he carries on. He sees Danny by the horses and shouts for the horses to be saddled and clean before the festivities can begin. As he's shouting about what needs to be done, we see him slump into a wooden wooden rocking chair and doze off. As he dozes, we cut to commercial. (laughs) <laughs> we we return from commercial a title card tells us it's halloween now people whoa. are what's that I said whoa <laughs> 
Well, what? That was jarring. Oh, okay. The yeah. title card. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> people are now people are moving about, busy on the grounds, trying to get ready. Near the horse fence, the kids meet up. Jake says, "Well, it's almost that hour. The missing the missing bar nunners will be out to collect a new person." Buddy, that's just nonsense. Don't be an idiot, Jake. Danny pats Buddy on the back, showing support. Jake, say uh, he says, "Doubt all you want." But there are signs. The howling of the wolf. People have seen a headless horseman in the desert. Mud creatures rising from the ground. If I were you guys, I'd just stay in the lodge tonight and leave the light on. The kids groan. As the kids walk away, the shot pans over to Mr. Ernst putting up fake graves. But he's almost zombie like he's so tired. Lucy, the the ranch hand, walks over. Ben, why don't you go lay down? We're just about set up and you got nothing left in you. He stares at her blankly and stumbles away. We see an aerial shot of the bar nun looking pretty spooky and decked out. It cuts to magic hour, the sun not quite down yet. People are walking around looking at the various attractions. We hear spooky western 90s 8-bit music. Signs pointing to the lodge for the Halloween dinner and dance. Inside, the staff are all at the front desk. Brad says, well Jake, looks like we're all here in one piece. The guests are having a good time. Looks like the ghosts are resting easy this Halloween. Jake smiles, but says nothing. Melody, what? What's so funny, Jake? Jake says, you sure everyone's here? They look around. Buddy screams. You know, he's a real bad actor, so it's bad. Imagine, <laughs> re- imagine really bad acting here, okay? He says, where's my dad? Um, Lucy, oh, no, no need to worry, buddy. I think he went and laid down. We transition to them walking up to Mr. E's cabin. Lucy knocks. Ben, Ben, you there? They begin to look a little nervous. Finally, Buddy pushes the door open. We see Mr. Ernst's glasses broken on the floor, and no Mr. Ernst in the room. Brad, everything is fine, I'm sure, Buddy. Buddy screams again, where's my dad? We hear a wolf howl in the distance as the group looks at each other nervously. We cut to our second commercial. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right, we're coming back. People are milling around. We hear a woman let out a blood-curdling scream. We see a silhouette on a horse making strange loud noises. We can't make out the figure. It moves slowly towards the people. Louder and louder the noises grow. The figure looks menacing as we can't make out who it is. Guests go running. The staff sees it and freak out too. They run into the lodge. Melody says, what was that thing? That wasn't part of the festivities. Jake, the missing barn hunters. Danny gulps. We hear a thud outside. They slowly walk outside. It's dark now. The horse has no one on it. Danny, where did it go? They walk around looking. They hear a sound again. A violent, gurgling sound. We see a figure rising up from the ground near the fake tombstones. Buddy, that's it. I'm out of here. The figure stumbles towards them but falls back down. It sounds like it's fallen into something wet. The kids huddle in a cabin. Melody says, what do we do? Buddy, where's my dad? Brad, everyone stay calm. Jake, it's too late. They're here, and they've taken my uncle. I told you guys, but no, no one believes Jake. Boom, a muddy hand slaps on the glass window. A faint and tired voice cries, let me in, let me in. They scream. The hand moves away. Boom. A slam on the door. Let me in. I know you're in there. The kids shriek. Brad steps forward. She reaches for the handle. Melody says, Brad, no, don't. Brad says, don't you want to know the truth? They hold their breath as she turns the knob. 
As the door opens, a mud-covered figure falls through the door onto the floor. They all scream. Brad leans down, scrapes the mud from the face to find it's Mr. Ernst snoring loudly on the ground. Buddy, Dad? Brad says, look, looks like we found your ghost, Jake. He shrugs as if to say, my bad. Fade to the kids sitting in the ha- uh, in the Halloween decorated lodge with Mr. Ernst with an ice pack on his head and his broken glasses on, still dirty. Buddy, so did the ghost come for you, Dad? Mr. Ernst says, no, buddy, no ghosts. Sometimes when I overwork myself, I sleepwalk. Started way back at accounting college when I would stay up late studying, but it's been a year since I've it's been years since I've done that. I think I slept, walked right out of the room and into the open. I remember waking up and seeing the horse without a saddle on it. He looks over at Danny disapprovingly. Mr. Ernst says, "So I saddled her, and I think I must have fell asleep once I was on her." The kids laugh. Mr. Ernst says, "I don't remember much after that." Melody says, "Well, you gave the guests their money's worth. You scared the heck out of them." Brad says, well, we're all here, we're all safe and sound on Halloween, right, Jake? Jake is smiling again. Danny, oh, now what, Jake? Jake says, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen Lucy since we went to go check on my uncle. The kids look around, realizing that he's right. We hear a wolf howl in the distance. Thunder and lightning. Loud boom. Fade to credits. (laughs) That's great. Oh, really, I'm. I liked a lot of the um, elements of it that connected with the ranch, like the horse riding. And I'm surprised you didn't go with a uh, like, um, what's it called, like Sleepy Hollow. I, I've thought maybe that was where it was going, but I'm glad it didn't. It, it was hard to uh, get a sleepwalking person into scenarios that yeah. sustain. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of Mr. Ernst sleepwalking and just his typical uh, uh, bumbling self. Yeah. And I really love the uh, opening the door to Mr. Ernst being covered. Yeah. Um, mm. I, it was a good one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I might get a lot of negative feedback for this, but I actually have never seen this show. Oh. And... <laughs> Now that I've listened to both your episodes, I have to go watch it. I mean, it's yeah, it's a little wild. It's a, a great show. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, it's it, worth a watch. I, great, great episodes you guys wrote. Thanks. Um, I, afterward, I thought, oh man, maybe Man Eating Jackrabbit should have had something to do oh, with it, but yeah, you know, yeah, I know, can't do everything. No, uh, but uh, that was really good. I'm surprised you went with a Jake one. And I like Jake better than Ted. Wow. Okay. All right. That's okay. (laughs) This is the stuff people get in fights over. I don't want to. (laughs) I also really like nighttime at the ranch. Yeah. They don't do a ton of it. See that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of cool. Um, but I, yeah, we both kind of went with that idea of, I, they never did a Halloween, but it seems like the ranch was perfect to like put up some cool decorations and yeah. Um, my idea when I started, it was like, trying to do something with the premises of Zeke the Plumber with, like, a mythology yeah. about the ranch yeah. of, like, this reoccurring yeah. thing. Um, but, of course, you know, Zeke is uh, a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, character. Yeah, that's true, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really good one. Thanks. Man, I Thanks. love being at the bar none mm. in my mind. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, I can really picture myself there. And someday, Max, you will too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, sure. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the set of the Bar None is still out there, just oh. wasting away. Nobody's used it since, and wow. people can go see it, I guess. I want to go see it. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shoot these episodes. We can really combine our we two episodes. <laughs> go out and start shooting, uh alternate yeah hey dude episodes yeah be, call them up i'm sure be most great. of them besides melody aren't doing anything. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well wow fun to, good stories yeah good yeah job. fun you to guys. tell spooky tales yeah not too spooky because it's halloween but um <laughs> <laughs> pretty spooky <laughs> or pretty i'm sorry in- because it's nickelodeon yeah yeah, yeah yeah pretty intense for um nickelodeon though i mean certainly hey yours had yeah, elements yours of murder is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yours is scary well you know. The trash bag was really effective. Oh. It had thanks. me thinking, what's in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if it's pumpkins, it would look lumpy. You yeah. Know, you could really sell that. Or you could position it in a way that looked like a body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it Brad Pitt that said, uh, what's in the bag? What's in the it's box? What's Brad, in the box? The oh, girl sorry. Brad. Oh, oh, oh. No, I'm yeah, sorry. Seven, I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, seven. Yeah, what's in the box? Yeah, this is a yeah, different yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what was in the box? Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> I'm not gonna, no, that's that's scary. Yeah, that is scary. Yeah, that's morbid. Yeah. Um, well, very fun. Always fun yeah, to do right an episode. Totally. Max, we really appreciate you uh, attempting uh, it. Absolutely. Oh, attempting it. No, like, I think I didn't you succeeded. Oh, no, we all are attempting it. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I think you succeeded. Fun. Yes. Uh, you yes. know, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. I'm, I see why people would not want to uh, try that out. But yeah. It's, it's fun, you know. Once you once you get, you know, sat down and start yeah, writing. Yeah, you're just telling a story. Yeah, and you guys make it look so effortless. I mean, those stories you guys put out there. Oh. Wow. Well, as I, as I told you, I stared at, it pretty much up to the theme song part, I stared at for a week. Yeah, right. Because like, you do get, like, I don't want to write this. Yeah, story. right. <laughs> um, I think that overall, these write-in episodes, like, I've enjoyed your guys' episodes more than... So a lot of the real episodes. <laughs> like, I thought, like, wow, those would be better than most of them. Yeah. 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 Um, so, anyway. Yeah. Wow. Well, always fun. Yeah. Uh, Podtober continues. We are just... We're just tasting it. I mean, it's just... We just are barely into it. Yeah. It's like you guys took my uh, favorite time of the year and just threw some, like, frosted tips on it. <laughs> You like frosted Brown hair tips? With <laughs> some nice blonde highlights. Max, are you a fr- Did oh, you yeah. ever have frosted tips? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, of course. Oh. I had the bangs. Uh, instead of the bangs going down, I'd spike them up. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Pretty... Do you have pictures of this? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you, you never frosted tips? No. No. I wasn't no. allowed. Yeah. You weren't allowed? Like, you... Tr- attempted i mean i'm sure in by the time i was in college i didn't want to but like in high school you attempted but no no i just was said i was just told like nope you can't dye your hair and i guess i was just obedient (laughs) that's good they cut you off before you even brought it up yeah i was more interested in like dyeing my hair a color yeah like you know because in the 90s too it was like you know i'll dye my hair blue or yeah, I did I've, have blue hair I've once. I've had blue hair oh, for well. a period. It's oh, a short okay. period of okay. in high school. I had blue, and uh, white, and red, but anyways. <laughs> Listen. What, what other colors? <laughs> you name it. <laughs>
<laughs> Just kidding. No. Well, I'm not. Oh, I meant to mention uh, I liked the use of the Flying Dutchman in oh, your yeah. story. I'd like oh. to see him appearing. I yes. like that character. Such a great character. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, what are we doing for our next Podtober episode? Uh, next time we're going to be talking about Eureka's Castle, a Halloween special. Mm-hmm. We're finally mm-hmm. going to be touching upon that show. Wow. Yeah, and is this I, this is our first Nick Jr. episode yeah. review? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. That was Nick Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Eureka's Castle is old, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty old. Yeah. Early 90s. Yeah, old. Okay. I'm excited. I love it. <laughs> excited to listen. I haven't thought about it in forever. No, so it'll yeah. Be interesting. But I loved it as a kid. Yes, yeah, so I really loved it. Um, so that'll be fun. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Podbean and iTunes. You can leave us a review on iTunes, or you can tell a friend that is really helpful. Uh, Max, it's, it's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. This was, uh, a, this was a calmer outing for you. That, uh, that Dark Dragon versus Vacant Lot episode is almost violent. Yeah. Well, to be honest, it was I was a lot more calm going into that episode just because, you know, I didn't need to write yeah. a bunch of stuff down just to argue with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just like any other Saturdays, right? <laughs> so, so, um, so thank you so much. You guys are great yeah. friends and uh, host a great podcast. And I'm happy to be here. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you. It was great. Um, and you really went above and beyond, I think, on this one. Oh, come on. It was good. It All was right. really good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, tune in later this week for more Podtober. You square brains out there. Better beware. Radio Wellsville.